Hi, welcome back everyone. This is the You Made New podcast. I'm JC and uh, we're excited. I'm excited in this episode to continue building on the theme that we've been doing for the last several. I, like I've said before, I don't ever know how long it's going to last, but wherever the Lord keeps my thoughts is what we talk about and they have stayed in the realm of unlearning. And again, also I tend to want to talk about things that are happening in my coaching because it brings me um, topics to think about, things I've been pondering. Um, and so today, we're going to look at the subject of, of denial. We touched on it a little bit in the last one because we were talking about um, that mindset. Does the Lord really even care that much? And, you know, is it really that big of a deal? And that can echo I um, denial. You know, I'm denying it. No, it's not that. That definitely touches on that. But I want to go a lot deeper. Because the more I've thought about this in my own personal life and the more I've worked with clients, I think this is a big one and a very, very common one that the adversary uses to keep us stuck. And the hard thing about denial is that we don't realize that we're doing it. It's happening so deep in our subconscious that it, it it's denial. We're in denial that we're in denial. This is a tricky one. Um, and so that's why I wanted to look at it. My past is a long string of different things that I was in denial about. I've talked so much about my sugar addiction, big, big one for me, absolute and complete denial. It was not that big of a deal. I was, I would have never used the word addict. That would have made me squirm so bad. I just, I just like candy bars now. Come on. You know, I, I was deep in denial. The Lord really shook me out of that to get me to open my eyes and see that it was much more than I had let myself believe. I, uh, I had issues with the scale. I was tied to that thing. My happiness was tied to the numbers on that thing. But again, it was just kind of part of my automatic day. I would just jump on the scale and then, oh, I'd have a bad day, but I wouldn't really realize that I was thinking about it and obsessing about it. I was really in denial that it was affecting me as much as it was until the day I did again have the Lord open my eyes to it to the point that I finally got rid of it. I mean, I just think a lot of our obsessions and compulsions, it could be an eating disorder. It could just be, um, our wellness in general. You know, I'm doing pretty good. I, I've had several clients in the office the last couple of weeks that really look at me like I, I eat pretty good. I actually think I'm, I'm doing pretty good. And then I, I probe and I dig a little deeper and out this thing comes and out that thing comes and they'd laugh and, oh yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I struggle with that. And, and little pieces come out and more comes out and more comes out till you look at the big picture and no, no, they're not actually doing that good. They're kind of a mess and I'm not being judgmental. I was a mess. It takes one to know one, right? But because we use denial, we're, we're not aware of maybe how big the issue is or that it even exists. Now, this is the hard thing about denial. I mean, I really believe in my heart of hearts that God created with us, us with a mind that can do this. At times, we go through such serious trauma that denial is a saving grace. Like sometimes our minds just can't cope with the enormity of what we're facing and denial is a protecting mechanism that our brain uses to help us continue, um, 
moving on day to day and not just wrapping up into the fetal position and, and just losing it. So I can see times when we can be gentle with ourselves on the topic of denial. But when we look at the adversary, um, a lot of us, he can't get us into big, deep, heavy sin. A lot of us are churchgoers where we can see those things coming a mile away. And, and we pat ourselves on the back that we do pretty well, avoiding the big sins. You know, we're the good ones. But what if we're in complete denial about the depth of a problem? It could be body image. It could be our diets. It could be our mindset. It could be a number of things. Can, and you can see this can branch far beyond our health and wellness. How, how are we going to know? How are we going to know? Um, the funny thing is you start to look in the scriptures and the word denial doesn't show up a whole lot, but the idea is all over the place. Like the Lord is constantly calling people out on this. You look at, at the theme, it's in Matthew 13, it's in um, Acts 28, Isaiah, all over the place. Isaiah 6, Isaiah 29, Isaiah 42. The idea that we have eyes, we haven't opened our eyes to see. In fact, Ezekiel 12 was one of my favorite. Eyes to see, but we see not. And ears to hear, what, but we hear not. All of those references I mentioned are the Lord saying, you've closed your eyes. You're in denial. You're not seeing it. You have eyes to see, but you're not seeing. You're not seeing. Um, as I continue to research this and look at, see if I can find more and more scriptures that, that speak about that. It dawned on me really that there's a lot of verses that talk about spiritual blindness or blindness. But we, we don't really call that denial. We don't call it, oh, I, yeah, I'm living in denial about that. We're blind. When we're in denial, we're blind to something. That is a problem in our lives. And that is keeping us in a very um, difficult place. Now, here's the hard thing with denial. We bury that thing. We build a big wall. So we, we're just not even looking at whatever that thing is that we probably need to deal with, but we don't want to. So we just live in denial that it's even an issue. Build that wall. And we've re repressed it pretty deep, but we're still, we're, we're still dealing with the effects of it. Aren't we? My sugar addiction had a million and one side effects and those were ravaging my life, wrecking my life. Yeah. I could walk around in denial that it was an addiction, but I couldn't deny the consequences. They were having their effect. Do you have an eating disorder? You can live in denial that's a, that it's a disorder, but it's still impacting your mind, your heart, your body, your physical health. It's impacting those around you. It's having an impact on your spirit because this is a chain that Satan has, has got around us and we can live in denial about it, but the chain stays. The captivity is there. So being in denial, as much as, like I said, I can see that at times it's helpful. It's really not in this context. The Lord wants nothing more than for us to open our eyes. Because as long as we re remain in denial, as long as we kind of, you know, shuffle our excuses around and just say, you know, I'm doing okay. I've kind of, you know, kept things from getting out of control. I'm not out of control. I had someone say in the, in the office this week, you know, you could tell, well, I don't binge, 
I don't really go after, you know, sugar a whole lot. And But I'll tell you what, once we kept talking, there was some other stuff. There was other stuff. So maybe what fuels denial is we look at the things we're not doing. Well, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing this. So I'm, I'm doing okay. But what we're not allowing ourselves to look at, we're not opening our spiritual eyes to see is the things that are happening. And then the ways that the adversary has um, got us captive to a food addiction, to an eating disorder, to a body image obsession, obsession with our attractiveness and obsession with aging and obsession with the wrinkles on my face. And I'm just, I'm thinking about it constantly. Um, but, but no, 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 I'm okay. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. Do you see how easy it is to just flip that switch and look at all the things that we aren't doing, how, how we aren't messed up like this or this or this. So we're okay. But that fuels the denial. Um, author Colleen Harrison in his, in her book, he did deliver me from bondage. I've, I've used the quote so many times I've memorized it. She says, miserable as we like to pretend life makes us, the truth is that it feels pretty comfortable the way it is. All our worries and distractions and our obsessions and compulsions feel like old friends who seem more familiar than trusting in God. See, we don't call them obsessions and compulsions and distractions. We just, they're old friends. I've, I've lived that way for so long. I, again, another person in the office this week, like I've been this way my whole life. And you know, that may be true. A lot of us have carried things for decades. We grew up that way and we just kept it. But is that, is that going to fuel our denial when we're like, I'm, this is just, someone said it's in my genetics. Someone told me that. It's in my genetics. And I get it. It may be uh, probably more genetic. It's actually probably more a family dynamic that was learned and implanted in our head from infancy. But does that mean we have to stay there? Is that just denial? Like, oh, it's just, I grew up like this. I'll never be any different. My mom's that way. My grandma's that way. Like those things may be true, but is that going to keep us from freedom and from healing and from giving up um, some things that are keeping us in bondage? Are we keeping the Lord from being able to transform us just by this one thing, just by how big and deep and wide our denial is? It, it feels pretty good to live in denial. Then we don't have to face it, right? It's, it's an escape. I don't want to look at my stuff. I don't want to look at my, my issues, my dirty laundry. <laughs> you know, we live in a culture that doesn't celebrate our brokenness and our weakness and our issues and our problems. We're getting there. I will say, I think we're getting better at being authentic than um, we were maybe 40, 50 years ago. The mask is slipping and I'm feeling like at church and in community. And as I'm talking to people, more and more of us are willing to be raw and open about our real issues. We're not burying them, but we still live in a culture that doesn't like to celebrate mediocrity or problems or issues. The, the message often is no, 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 you know, shove that down, go into denial, repress it. It's not that big of a deal. You're good. You're doing good. You could be like that person. You know, you could be like them. They're off in the ditch. You're not in the ditch. You're 
See, Satan can just spin this any way he wants to spin it. And if we buy into that, I heard author John Eldridge once, um, he actually says it a lot in several of his books. He talks about when Satan throws those messages into our head. That isn't necessarily the problem. Yes, he can tempt us with those messages. But John Eldridge says the problem is when we make an agreement with the message, we embrace it. So he whispers it to us. We have a choice in that moment. We can either reject it or embrace it. And if the message is, it's not so bad, you're not so bad. He can, Satan can just whisper and whisper, but we're the ones that create the denial by making an agreement with those messages and getting entrenched in those messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels good. I like that message. We don't do this consciously. It's a very subconscious behind the scenes process, but that's what creates the denial. The message comes from the adversary, but we grab it. We grab onto it. And, and the only way to get out from that denial is to release and break that agreement we've made with that message, to reject it. Um, number one, maybe before we can even reject it, we have to open our eyes, right? To see what these things are. Open our eyes to the things that we're living in denial about. Now, we may need the Lord's help. We may be in such deep denial and we may have been doing it for so long that we can't see it. We can't see how bad it's become, but I'll tell you what you bow your knees before him and ask for help with this. <laughs> he is very interested in you being free. And for that, it's going to take eye opening moments where yes, he's going to show us our brokenness and the places that need to be healed. <clears throat> One of my favorite quotes about this comes from religious thinker F. Enzio Busha. I love how he puts this. He's talking about this process of letting go of our denial and coming to Christ. He says, initiated by the hearing of the word of truth, where whether we hear it from scripture or from someone speaking from a podcast, from a talk, from a sermon, someone says something that sparks something for us, <clears throat> excuse me, initiated by the hearing of the word of truth. A disciple of Christ is therefore constantly, even in the midst of all regular activities, striving all day long through silent prayer and contemplation to be in the depth of self-awareness, to keep him in a state of meekness and lowliness of heart. I'm going to say that one more time. And then he has one final sentence. We're all day in the midst of our regular activities, striving all day long through silent prayer and contemplation, no matter what we're doing to be in the depth of self-awareness, to keep us in a state of meekness and loneliness of heart. Then he talks a little bit about the battlefront in our heads. And that is exactly what this podcast is about. All of this takes place behind the scenes in our minds and thoughts and hearts. And so he says, with this enlightened understanding of the deadly battlefront inside of us, we are painfully aware that we can only ask for and receive the help of the Lord as the God of truth under the condition of complete and relentless self-honesty. That's the phrase <laughs> I want to drive into your little brain today. Because if I asked you the question, what does Christ want from us? You know, so many of us <clears throat> might get stuck in, in the doing part of our religion. 
service and giving and serving and being read, read my scriptures and pray to him. And, you know, we have the checklist that we've talked about in other episodes. But what if, like this quote, what if all he's waiting for is complete and relentless self-honesty? Because, see, we can do that whole check- checklist and never be honest about what's really going on deep inside us. How bad the mess really is. And don't tell me you don't have a mess. We all do. We're fallen. We are mortal. We all have our baggage. <laughs> and if you don't, maybe that's your baggage that <laughs> your eyes are closed, right? We need a savior. Every single one of us have things we need to be saved from. And what if instead of him wanting amazingness from us, all of this service, and I mean, all, yes, all of that is great. All our religious efforts build his kingdom. But what at the end, what if at the end of the day, what he wants from us most is complete and relentless self-honesty about everything that's going on under the surface. And if we don't understand what's going on under the surface, cause it's buried so deep, we've pushed it so far down with our denial. Maybe our honesty needs to be, I can tell I have some things going on, but I'm not really sure what's driving it. I'm not really sure what's going on with my diet or why I can't change or why I'm so obsessed with this or that. Help me. What if the honesty is just authentic brokenness before the Lord, where we come before him and ask for help to dig all that up and dismantle it, the denial that is keeping us stuck. I love the verse in Psalms 34, verse 18, where it says, The Lord's nigh unto them of a broken heart. See, he treasures our brokenness. Our world doesn't. That's what he wants. That's what draws him close. Is our accepting and being honest about our issues instead of remaining in denial. Matthew 5 talks about the same thing where he does the Beatitudes and he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. I mean, let's hone in on that phrase, poor in spirit, poverty, poor, destitute, brokenness, blessed. In fact, the Greek is happy, happy are the poor in spirit because they aren't hiding behind the brick wall of denial. Those that are poor in spirit understand their need for Christ, their need for a savior, their need for help. It's a shift where we, you know, maybe we don't quite understand our issues yet because we've lived in denial for so long, but maybe we have seen the consequences in their lives. Like something's, something's up. I can't stop obsessing about this or, you know, I really, I'm really way too concerned about the size in my jeans. I I think, you know, I need to look at that or we can see the manifestation of what's hidden in denial. We can see it leaking out. Because we can't hide these things completely, can we? They come out in little ways. In fact, if you asked your, your family, your spouse, you have grown kids, you know, you start asking the family, sometimes they'll see things in you that you can't even see. You're in denial, but they'll say, oh no, I, you totally do that. <laughs> it's not the easiest question to ask. But those things are there and they're being made manifest. How many times, um, with an eating disorder, is it others around the person that have to intervene because they see it, but that person is just in so much denial. You just, the pain, we won't let ourselves look at the truth. Why are we afraid? 
Christ wants to heal, strengthen, empower, shower us with grace, with all the compassion that we need to be past these things. We don't have to be afraid to face them because he's a good God. He will celebrate our brokenness. He will be nigh to us when we come in complete and relentless self-honesty. No, I really am a mess with the food. I'm binging. I emotional eat. I'm a mess with my body image. I hate my body. I hate the way I look. I've been influenced by our culture. You know, just confession, honesty, no more denial. No more denial. And again, if you're not sure what you're in denial about, maybe this is the week to just ask him, am I in denial about something? (laughs) I'm telling you, that's a loaded question. He will answer it. And if you're, you don't think you're ready to handle the answer, ask him for it to help you with that too. Give me the strength to, to handle and to look, to open my eyes, to not stay blind. Eyes that to see, but not see, to open our eyes and see once and for all what needs healing. Thanks for joining me this week. I hope that you spend a little time in complete and relentless self-honesty and letting the Lord do a little self-evaluation and healing in your life. Have a wonderful day.